It's just a... Huh? Wolfwood? What are you doing here? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three demons in their 30s talk about anime. He has staring contests with forecast charts. He's Josh. You know, that's not too far from the truth when it comes when you look at my actual job. <laughs> and his job is being a pacifistic fool. He's Andrew. <laughs> Wait, what? And I'm not even human. <gasps> Wait, we're gonna tell people that? Okay. <laughs> oh I'm Bill. Whoa. Well, well you are part cyborg. Yeah, really. I mean, it's amazing. Hey guys! What's up? It's another episode of Tuning Japanese. I think the three of us are tired as hell. <laughs> I wonder why. Ah, uh, it's that time of year. Holiday weekend week is always rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's it, that. Do you at least have Monday off? I think I a, lot, a, off, lot of, a lot of businesses at least take this holiday off, whether you get I, yeah, holidays but it's, or not. Yeah, but it's a spaz of a week yeah. anytime you know you're going to be off that Monday. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I, absolutely. I, I, I took, I took, yeah, we're really, we were really busy today. I took Tuesday off because I'm off normally on Mondays, and of course I'm off tomorrow because, hey, I'm moving, which is what's driving me insane right now. <laughs> Yay! But, let's forget about the real world for a few moments and the, okay. uh, you know, hundreds of pages of essays that I have to read. And uh, let's talk about some nerd news instead. Who wants to go first, folks? I'll go. What's go for it. All right. Set phasers to groan. <laughs> always always at the ready. It's the Overwatch one year anniversary event. Uh, Nobody cares. A lot of people care actually. Nobody I care about cares. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that was the saddest thing ever. Oh that wow, was, I'll tell Will that. that I a, don't care. Oh, that was such a dig. Alright, tell tell us about what's is it, so it's the one year anniversary? It's the one year anniversary. Um so I after, feel like I feel like it's been around for much longer. Yeah, well I know. I talk about it constantly. Like always. <laughs> like it's never not existed. <laughs> It's been a lot of fun. Um, Overwatch has been a game that I never thought I would actually be a big fan of. I've never been a huge PvP kind of guy. Never... Not even really into shooters that much. Well, no, I actually do love shooters. I love, like, Borderlands. Okay, well, um, that that doesn't... Not really the kind of shooter I'm thinking of, though. I'm thinking of, like, war shooters and stuff. Right, not like... Um, like Medal of Honor. And, we used to play uh, Unreal Tournament Battle, Yeah. Battlefield that, and... Yeah. But the whole idea, and yes, Unreal Tournament and Time Killers were games that we played all the time. Time, time Splitters. Time splitters. Sorry, Every time, time Josh support. would go run attack somebody, I'd be like, okay, we'll team up with that guy. And Josh would be like, I got my pistols, and run up there, I'd just nuke them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, was, it, was, it was an effective... Casualties. Hey, hey, it was an effective maneuver. <laughs> you Why fell did, for it every time. Yeah, I really should have learned to turn off friendly fire. But I like Overwatch 
because of the fact that it, it's different. Yeah, you have your first-person shooter elements, but because of the fact that they've done this whole MOBA thing where the characters all have special abilities that you use, they have a cooldown, they charge up to a big old ultimate ability, and you have classes, you're not just stuck being a run-and-gun character only. Like, my favorite character is a guy who's a tank. He holds up a big shield, he swings around a, a hammer and does melee attacks. Reinhardt, which is the best. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... All sorts, but this event's been a lot of fun. Uh, they've updated uh, three new maps for their uh, one-on-one and three-versus-three three arena uh, modes, which has gotten really big positive reviews because they've done some changes, tweaks to those systems. And the big thing is they got these really cool, like, really awesome skins for their loot boxes because anyone who doesn't play Overwatch, one of the things is you, you earn loot boxes, which is nothing more than cosmetic stuff. So, like, loot crate? Yeah, it's like a loot crate. Okay. You, you, you get the loot box, you get four items, and they vary in rarity. Skins for your characters, uh, little sprays that you know, can run around and you can graffiti a, a, an area on the map, voice lines, all that sort of thing. They got these really cool uh, skins. But one of the things is there's been a kind of a controversy going on about these loot Does loot the character boxes. get naked? No, not, not anything like that. Oh, okay. Uh, there's been some backlash from the fans because they're screaming about not getting enough of the skins. Now, only 10 of the characters in the game, there's 25 characters, 10 of the characters have skins. And they're okay. all, they're rated on the legendary, the, the rarest uh, rating to get skins. So the drop rates are going to be a lot lot harder to get. Okay. And people are complaining about that. Yeah, well, people always complain about that. And it's probably things. because of the fact that it's going to be a limited time thing. Granted, I've gotten three of the ten new skins. Uh-huh. Which I, which I think has been fantastic. But... It's. I think it's kind of. It's kind of babyish. The last event that they had, I didn't get so many good uh, skins off of the loot boxes. So I think it's just the randomizing algorithms. Yeah. Well, people. People when they do these events, they want to get everything they possibly can. It's like when I played that Marvel Facebook game. Back oh, Mar- in the day. Marvel I, Avengers Alliance. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played that in years, oh, thankfully. Either. But um, I it's remember. I remember it's, it no longer exists. Oh, it no longer exists. Yeah, okay. Well, gone. that's good. All my, all my all my stuff is gone. Good. Um, no, but like they would run events for characters, and you would you would play and you would play and you would think you would get it, and then like the next day the event would be over and you can't get the character. And I'd be like, God damn it! And I would get like all nerd raged. So because they want you to pay. Exactly, yeah. they want you to. And that's the thing. But that's one of the things about Overwatch. Yeah, you can put in money for for the uh, to get more loot boxes, and there's a credit system at when you get duplicates of of items. You get it builds up, and you can purchase the items. And yes, the event skins are going to be of a higher price. But that's kind of the idea, too, is that these are going to be rare items. And yeah, you're yeah. not going to get... Not everyone's going to be able to have them. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people who are completionists, and they think that they sh- they deserve to get everything. But that kind of defeats the purpose and of getting skins. that. it's just skins. It's not going to yeah. change the, the gameplay. I've gotten some really cool skins. I've got a skin for one of the characters I play a little bit more frequently than others, and that makes me happy. And I probably, hopefully, will get a couple more skins before I have to purchase them. But I think people need to chill out about this. Well, that's that's a that's a common theme. I think we can we can say about most things that we talk about on our nerd news segment. That's is the people just need to chill out. Speaking of video games, my nerd news this week has to do with, but you guys can't guess, the Nintendo Switch. First of all, there are a couple of games that just came out that I have not purchased yet, but I think eventually I may. Uh, Disgaea Five, which also launched, I believe, on the PlayStation Four. Uh, came out on the Switch, and I played through the demo. So if you have the Switch or the PlayStation 4, 
and you can actually download the demo and give it a shot. I played Disgaea 1 and really enjoyed that back on the PlayStation 2. Was the sequel of Disgaea that Gaia? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it wasn't. Uh, but Disgaea... I made an Excel I, reference. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> That's the first one of the episode. Guys. My god, man. <laughs> I mean, they do it on purpose. But... Well, I mean, it's it's alright. Uh, so, so that came out and I played through the demo and actually enjoyed it quite a bit. So I might be picking it up eventually. Maybe when the price drops a little bit. Um, just because, or, or at least a little bit later when I have a little more time to play a full-on RPG. And then the second game that came out was uh, a remake of a really old game. They have a new version of Street Fighter II uh, Ultimate, which hmm. has, which actually has some really cool, sleek feature, features to it, so I may try that. I'll play that with you. But I probably won't for a while because Tekken 7 comes out next week. More on that next week. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I've been, actually, I've been noticing every time I go to Walmart, there's a Funko Pop that keeps looking at me. It keeps telling me, get me Josh for Andy. You need to get back on your meds. Uh, but no, what I want to talk about... It's the Nina Williams pop. Ah, of course it is. I don't want to talk about those games, though. I want to talk this week about ARMS. And I've talked about ARMS on the show before, so I don't need to rehash exactly what ARMS is. The quick version is fighting game using the Joy-Cons with a lot of customization and characters with really stretchy and long arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually play right now, and I know this episode won't drop until Tuesday or Wednesday, so you won't be able to get in on the first round of this, but they're going to have a second round. ARMS right now, they're doing their global test punch, which is a, basically a fancy way of saying it's an open beta, uh, open testing and, and testing out the testing out the online functionality of the game before it launches in a couple of weeks. And they're doing that May 26th, 27th, and 28th. Uh, But since you won't get this episode until after the fact, don't worry, you can still try it out June 2nd, June 3rd, and June 4th. I have not had a chance to try it out. They're having one tomorrow morning that will be at like 7 a.m. So if I can manage to get up and be willing to flail my arms at the TV (laughs) at 7 a.m., I may be trying it then. Otherwise, I don't know when I'm going to have time to actually try out uh, this weekend. I can call you when I wake up. There you you go. It's kind of a shame you can't have your Switch linked to your uh, Twitch account like you can your PS4. That would be really nice. Because that would be funny. Switch Twitch? Yes. Switch Twitch. Yes. Because I think it would be hilarious. And, And... For now, anyone that watches Andrew's Twitch channel, uh, Lemon Nerd Boy on Twitch, it's hilarious watching him react because he's almost like PewDiePie. Because he gets all, ah! Yeah, now, imagine I, yeah him competitive games, him, yeah, yeah. Imagine him flailing his arms. I don't know what that means, going, but I, I just learned that Twitch wasn't named after the way he behaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right. Uh, no, I actually, I could, honestly. I have, I've connected my Switch to, to my computer to play uh, some Switch games, so I could do a really super early morning thing, but I bet I, but I'd piss Ray off. He'd be asleep, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Unless maybe, maybe you bring, next Ray, bring Ray into it. There you go. And then it'd be a couple's uh, activity, it'd be a Twitch activity, and people Strip would arms. see. I don't think, I think I get in trouble for that. Uh, so... <laughs> Wow. So maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll... we'll Nobody's we'll, moderating it at 7 a.m. That's true. Who's, who's awake then? Just the British. Uh, so... <laughs> I, I don't know. So... <laughs> A lot of my, a lot of my Twitch streamers I watch who are British. I, I oh my, look at I, that, look at that tall chap's crumpet. <laughs> oh lord. So anyway, uh, definitely, I will definitely be checking out the arms uh, global test punch and uh, kind of let you know what I think of the game. Yeah, was all some kind of sexy baby. <laughs> Damn it! I but I love you. He is uh, a sexy baby. Good lord. So uh, that's my nerd news. Bill, what did you got for nerd news? Game of Thrones season seven. <laughs> 
Drops in July, right? Yep, trailer just came out. Yes. So we rewatched the trailer uh, just uh-huh. a little bit before getting onto the recording. What were some things, or what are what are your observations or thoughts going into season? Was it seven? No. Yes. Season, season yes, seven. Yes. yes. Now, now this stuff are things that have not been written in the actual books and released in the books yet, right? Like this. Season all, six wasn't even in the books. Season six wasn't even okay. in the wasn't even the books. Now. I haven't read the books. Were there things in season six that were in some of the older books that they just readapted? Not that I remember. Okay. Well, you've completed the books so far. I've only been to the third book. Which season point. did they do the? No, yeah, no. I think season six was completely original. Was completely re- completely okay. original. Yeah. yeah. So, so season yeah. seven then will be. I'm assuming very much the original. Now they're only doing, I think, eight episodes, seven or eight. Yeah, it's a, it's a short, it's a short season. season. I was thinking ten, but yeah, I think way, it's, it's even less than they've that. They've traditionally twelve episodes. Yeah, but correct? I think it's yeah. gonna be less than the even ten. I think you're saying like seven or eight. But uh, so, what are you guys' thoughts on the trailer? I'm excited. It was uh, like shit's gonna get cracking. Oh yeah. There was Dothraki and Ironborn and Lannister soldiers and everyone. Everyone's coming in. Danny's uh, nutless guy. What are they called? Uh, the, the Unsullied? The House. Unsullied, yeah. yeah. Those uh, guys. Uh, Grey Worm. Grey Worm. Well, Grey Worm's the guy. I was trying to think what the, the unit was called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Unsullied. And the dragons, and so, looks like shit's actually gonna... And Cersei even says, enemies to the east. Yeah. So that, she must know Danny's there with an army now. So. Right, right. So, okay, so, like, okay, let, let's break it down. Like, she talks about enemies in all directions. So, yes. from the north, it's the... Stark. It's the Stark. John, John, really. John, right? really. Yeah. Although, they don't really show John much. Yeah, they, but they're yelling king in the north. They, no, they, they, showed, they, they showed John once. But they said, when they said uh, enemies to the north... They showed John and Arya. Arya. Yeah, but I'm sure she's But they've been focusing a lot on the other daughter, too. Sansa. Sansa. Sansa, yeah. who's really come into her own since the last season. She's really... Grown as a character, yeah. I thought. Yeah, but she's also being controlled. Like she's she, she's being a, manipulated she's, she's a by puppet, little finger. Either way, there are people yelling "King of the North." Right. Yeah. At the end, but that was to to John. That's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So John, John definitely, but the Starks in general, mm-hmm. right? One thing missing from the trailer that I think will be interesting, and you get if you paid attention at the very end, there was that sort of you know sort of winter wind blowing in you didn't at the, see the very end. I didn't catch any reference to the White Walkers aside from that. Yeah, the others were not in the. No, that's uh, been a uh, that's been a theme though that Cersei is not aware paying attention. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. The whole idea is that I mean Davos even says if we don't. Get our shit together. Yeah, we're it's gonna, coming for all of us. Right. Yeah, and, and that's been, I wonder where it's going to go. And that's been the whole focus, even in the books too. Anyone that wasn't associated with the Night's Watch had no idea what's been going on with with the White Walkers, the others, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to yeah. say. And that you know, maybe now that John's in charge of the North, they're they're gonna you know be aware, but hopeful there's maybe. Hoping that the wall still holds out. Well, yep. you've got you've got two seasons. So my thought is, and again, I could be completely wrong. That this season, as we saw from the trailer, is going to be the fighting between all the armies. Something's going to have to happen at the end of this season to tease the fact that they're going to have to go to war with the White Walkers. Well, it says the Great there. War is here, right? And I got to imagine the Great War is against the White Walkers and the Whites. I don't know. I think the, I think the Great War is a reference to all them fighting for the throne, and then and then and then I think the real Great War might be. But it sounded like it was John who said. The Great War has come. And John is the one who's fully well, aware of the threat of the White Walkers. Either way, so in the North we have the Starks in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe Cersei knows Arya's out there. No. I mean, she's one lone assassin, not right. an army. The East is obviously Danny. Mm-hmm. The South has got to be the Tyrells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that it would is make the sense. Tyrells. 
and the Tor- Mart- and the Martells and the Martells, yeah. So they're probably one of the same. Well, who are, where are the where are the gray? What the gray? Greyjoys? Yeah, where are the Greyjoys coming from? The West, because aren't they? Yeah, because they're because they're yeah, building yeah, they're, a huge army now yeah, too. Yeah. And she said they they were the West. She was talking mm-hmm. about. Okay, they're coming okay. in. Coming with in. The Ironborn. The, yeah. Right. One of the images that I liked, and I know it's not a big deal, but I thought it was kind of cool, is that I uh, showed Danny sitting on a really stony, look like a um, you know throne. I think that's supposed to be the sea stone chair that's that's over at uh, the Greyjoys castle. Well, I know that uh, what was his name Euron, the one eyed crow. Yeah, he had this whole intention of marrying, marrying Danny, her. and yeah. supposedly has a, a dragon binding horn, and so right. It's hard to say what the fuck's going on, to be honest. So yeah. what do you think maybe in the in the books, maybe he found old Val- the ruins of old Valyria in the books, maybe? He supposedly was out in the seas mm-hmm. the old, around old Valyria, and I think that's where he said he got it from, actually, in, in the, the book. books. As I, I said, I haven't... I haven't, I haven't uh, it's read... been a long time, and I read all five of them just back-to-back, so... Right. And what happened when and to all whom the details. And what, yeah. yeah. It's no, all kind of blurred together. But nonetheless, are we excited? Yes. Yeah, I'm very much excited. I've enjoyed it, but it has been slow, and now shit's going to get real. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. finally going to get exciting, and then yeah. there's only got two seasons left. They actually have to act and move and, and make oh, yeah. this exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll get drawn out if we ever get the books. Like, in the mm-hmm. books, we'll get a lot of extra, like, added information and details that the TV and, show won't give us. And, but... and feasts and foods and of course. boobs and wieners. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's true. That's true. That's about all we need to talk about for Nerd News today. We've been talking quite a bit oh, in that oh, segment, yeah. so we need to move on to our review this week. I didn't even say at the top of the show, we're reviewing Trigon episode 20, Flying Ship. And I believe it is Josh's turn. Mm-hmm. We open in the midst of the typhoon known as Jacqueline. Haha, <laughs> the one that the crazy-ass radio announcer was talking right, about last time. Right, When we see Marilyn Millie. Millie. I'm trying to control myself. Oh. Wow. Millie. There he goes. Thanks. All right. Pudding. Uh, <gasps> Are dis- love pudding. Are discussing the typhoon, and Millie makes a very odd comparison that's so huffy that she thinks it's related to Vash. Yeah, that's, I, I like that. But Vash is not a huffy character. Eh, well, to, to Meryl. What was that, for Millie or Meryl? That was Millie. Millie's, oh, okay. Millie made the comparison that the typhoon is as huffy that it might be related to Vash. Yeah, well, hmm. Yeah, I, I think that might have been a... Maybe a translation. I think it's probably a translation issue. Uh, like possibly. Full of wind or something may have yeah. been more what she was trying to go for. Something. Two Thomases fly through the window. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I missed this. I, I missed it the first couple times, too. Yeah. I didn't huh. see it. I laughed this time, but this the first time I saw it. I must have missed that yeah, somehow. Two, they're sitting there talking, and then two Thomases just fly through the window, and then we cut to... Cow. Cow. <laughs> definitely. That's definitely a cow reference. That's pretty good. Uh, Meryl and Millie showing up to Vash's room riding the Thomases. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I totally missed that. I missed that 100%. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's hilarious. I laughed this time. It was the first time I noticed I'm it. I'm going to have to go back and yeah. watch that later. So they go to check on Vash, and they find a note that says, Please don't follow me. Don't look for me. Vash. Because that's worked every other time. <laughs> Meryl is pretty upset that they ended up losing Vash. Again, until Millie informs her that she slipped a tracker into Vash's food. And the face that Millie is making, I don't know how or why, but it reminds me of the old 1970s and 80s detective show Columbo. 
I love her facial expression here. I just think it's cute. Yeah. I think it's adorable. But I I just think it's a reference to Columbo from from the 70s and 80s. I could do with less of this, don't follow me, I'm leaving. We're following you. No, you're not. Okay, come on, just stop. (laughs) Stop following me. Never. (laughs) I I could do with less of that. Yeah, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Any critique on Trigun, that was it. Especially after we, we we get them back together with the girls. And then he immediately, and immediately runs he off again. Them again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they go to attempt to follow the tracker, and they find it under the bed yeah. with... <gasps> baby Kuro Nekosama. Kuro Nekosama! And friend. It's like a baby one. Yeah, it is. It has the Look, same big crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're eating the food. It's hilarious. And they make a reference that Vash has turned into a cat. Callback. Call <laughs> Sorry to make you laugh. <laughs> Title card to Flying Ship. So we cut to a flashback of Vash and Knives um, at the crash yep, site yep. of... Uh, when they crash land the, on the on planet. The planet. Yep. Vash curses Knives for murdering the crew and Rem. And Knives looks fucking creepy in yeah. this scene. He goes from just like looking normal to his eyes yeah. like changing and like his teeth being jagged. It was, was just the most yeah. terrifying thing. He was thing. loving it and he's like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I'm in a voice like, now. <laughs> oh my God. God, I'm at half mass just thinking about it. He's and not at full mass because he because there's a fraction that of humanity that survived and due because to Rem's he's like actions. He looks like a twelve year old child. I don't want to think about that. But um, wow, yeah. And he's looking at his brother. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> so so Vash does say, "Knives, you aren't even human." Right. Not a good way to offend him because he's like, "Damn right!" And then starts beating the oh, shit, yeah. out kicks that shit out of Vash. Oh yeah, shit out of him. And no says, shit. "How." Dare you com- uh, compare me to them? I think if Vash really wanted to properly elicit an even stronger response, he should have just called him straight up a human. You're lo- just like every other human. Reverse psychology. We do see that Vat Knives does swear and vow. He swears a vow of sweariness <laughs> that he's going to destroy all of humanity. <laughs> As he watches the ships fall, now, he's going to destroy them all. Do you guys think uh, Knives does this out of jealousy? He wants Dash to himself. Hmm. He loves his brother, and his brother loves all these people, including Rim. And he's like, well, no. I'm your brother. Love me. I've always wondered about this relationship. And that's an interesting argument, especially because of the fact that, like... When we see, we see that Vash is very, he easily makes these friendships and relationships, and I don't think Knives is capable, it seems, of really, like, understanding and, and, and building for, like, actual relationships with people. I don't think Knives is a complete sociopath. Uh-huh. He has empathy, he has feelings, he has love for one person, and Vash. he has absolutely no idea how to manifest that as a regular person. Personally, I have to disagree with you, I think... Knives loves Vash. I'm not going to disagree with you there that Knives loves Vash and that Knives wants Vash to himself, but he views Vash's views on humanity as incorrect. He despises humanity because of all the shit that they keep doing, and he thinks that it's a waste of time and energy to focus on and on even correcting them, that they just, they have to go. So it's a, He it, says that. But is that really what he feels, or is it that he is jealous that Vash cares about these things Well, if, if that you think, he can't interact with? If you think back to the flashback episode, we noticed that he, he was ill-treated by... Uh, by, by Brock. <laughs> no, I was going to say Brad, but I meant no. Steve. He was ill-treated by Steve. And I think in the manga, it explores it a little bit more now, uh, and I'm sure Superfan Matt will help clarify this. In the it's mon- spaghetti. 
No, no. I, <laughs> thank you, by the way, yeah. Matt. I, I appreciate your, your support. Um, but that in the manga, um, there was a third sentient plant person that the crew had found, and they done did experiments uh, to her, I want to say, and Knives found the uh, the logs about that, and it broke them. In the, okay. And I believe that's that's where, in, at least in the manga, where he developed his hatred for humanity, was what they did to his own kind. Well, okay, Matt, you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> there we yeah. go. We do cut to Vash standing on a bluff, and he remembers uh, Rem's last words of taking care of knives. Vash consults a watch and info uh, that Simon gave him. Now, Simon's the old guy, right? Simon's the old dude. Okay. Right? About uh, Jacqueline's path crossing through this bluff at a certain time. And then Vash jumps off. Yeah, this was confusing a little bit. Uh, it's a weird scene. Yeah. I was like, why is he waiting? Is he, like, what is going on? I was well, a little confused at first. Right. As he's plummeting, he screams, if you're wrong about this, you crazy old geezer, I'll haunt you to the grave. And then Vash gets hit by an updraft, gets launched up to the air, and smacks headfirst into a platformer obstacle. I It was weird. It's it, some, some sort of like thing it's flying a float, up. It, yeah, floaty device. I mean, it makes me think of a platformer game where you just need to make that one jump to get to the next stage, but you never do. Fucking Mario. Fucking Mega Man 2. <laughs> uh, I love he, he pulls himself aboard the platform and, mm-hmm. and says, Oh, this thing's going bada boom, bada boom. Talking about his heart. heart That's yeah. pretty great. Uh, yeah, and as Vash is commenting, uh, we hear Rose dude in the room. How you doing? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Thank you, Big Cass. How you doing? Doing all right. <laughs> and then we get a wonderful reference as as a voice of Empire. comes out of nowhere and it's like says, an angel. Like, he's like, you're trying to commit suicide. And Vash goes into again a callback. He's like, suicide. What? I disapprove of. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> What I find funny, too, is when you see um, Senpai clinging to the platformer device, you see the same uh, knot on his head that Vasha had earlier, too. How so, the hell did Wolfwood even get on there? Same way Vash did. He jumped and got hit by the other. But he wasn't even following Vash. He must have been, I guess. He must but have like, been, yes. Huh. So Vash tells Wolfwood that he's visiting the folks, and, well, Senpai's pretty incredulous about this. And I guess they're heading up to one of the seed ships, which right. Rash says did not crash right. alongside the rest of the ships. Exactly. And Wolfwood's like, <gasps> seriously eating his words at this point. Not cool, senpai. Gung-ho gun time. Well, yeah. As the duo are floating, we do cut to some weird-looking birds that's watching them. I fucking hate birds. I know, right? I do, and too. We cut to the we cut to the next gung-ho gun. Luanoff, the Puppet Master. Yes. Voiced by Milton James. And I, and I want to point that out, you know, because they actually say the name clearly in the, later on this episode. We kept saying Leonoff, but I guess it's Luanoff. Yeah, well. Uh-huh, potato, uh-huh. potato. Uh-huh, so French, eh? Uh-huh. I am Luanoff, the Puppet Master. If anyone knows anything about French, it's you. Just because of my last name. Well, you know. Fuck. Yeah. The cheese eating surrender monkeys. Nice. Cheese eating surrender monkeys. I'll show you who's being a frog. <laughs> Luanoff ominously informs Legato of Vash's arrival and that Wolfwood is with him. But he's dismissed by Legato before being able to inquire further about Senpai's identity. Yeah, he talks about like there's a minister in black and there's a lot of these like little hints. Yeah, it's definitely 
foreshadowing? But this supports an earlier claim that Bill and I were against you on. Uh, in which, that he has a reputation. In which he has a reputation. Of course the gung-ho guns know him. That's mm-hmm. why we saw Ride of the Blade act like he knew him in some way. More on that later. We'll get there. Significantly later. Like three episodes or well, something. Well, I mean, like they, they, they tease it again later in this right. episode, too. So, um, we cut to, uh, cut to an old bald man in a room that working on computers. Fucking creepy. He's like, he's like Mr. Clean in 40 years or something. <laughs> he shrank and shriveled up. He's a human version of Fallen from Reboot. <gasps> I love it so much. That's why I'm here. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> And, uh, hey, is that Steve with him? No, 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 that's Brad. You know what that guy kind of looks like? He kind of looks like those ruffians from the episode of Excel, and then, like, kind of mixed maybe a little bit with, like, Bean Boy had a I, little bit shorter I hair. I knew you were going to go with Bean Boy on that one. Bean Boy! <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> now, I can ima- now I'm only imagining the professor or doctor. He's like... And oh, with, with that, with that, with that voice, like, well, Brad, Bean Boy! <laughs> He's arrived, hasn't he? <laughs> Brad boy. <laughs> Brad boy. Or Bean Brad. Bean, bean Brad. Brad. <laughs> I like that one better. Yeah. It really is. That's what I'm here for. It works. The professor gets kind of meta with Brad, because Brad's like, um, so something's about to ha- something's happening. He goes, oh, did someone arrive? Because he's back, I bet. Like, Totally. Like, did he just read ahead in the script? Well, he probably, he said, okay, so he's sitting there staring at a screen, like we talked about in our last episode of Pokemon Generations, where people just do that. They just sit and look at giant screens. Multiple uh, screens, Multiple. Too. So, like, he probably sees the thing heading up there. I'm assuming this... Security feed? I'm assuming this platform goes back and forth between this, so they can get supplies from down below. So it is a uh, platformer. Yeah. Quite, quite literally. <laughs> Platform. Yeah. yeah, that. But he lets Brad know that it is Vash and to go off to meet him. As they're about to meet up with Vash outside, he asks Brad if he's seen him. He's like, oh yeah, I knew him once when I was a kid. I met him once when I was a kid. And the doctor says, hey, you know, um, kind of temper your expectations on this legend. And as the door is opening, we have that really great reveal. He's like, is that him? Beyond this door? We see it all shadowed, and it once the door opens fully, and he adjusts to, to the light, we see Senpai putting Vash in the Boston Crab. Oh, it brings me back to my childhood. And, uh, it was a, it was a really, it was a good scene. He, he, Vash is even tapping. Yeah, he's tapping out. He sees the, uh, the professor. He goes, oh, hi, doc. And Brad immediately forgets that he ever thought Vash was cool. Yeah. He just, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like anytime you grow up and you meet your heroes from your childhood, like those famous heroes, and you realize that they're not as cool as you remember or not as cool as they were portrayed on whatever it is. It's a similar sort of thing. I don't know if I've ever met any. Of my heroes. You met many of your enemies, though. Yeah, and then he murdered them. Yes. We weren't supposed to talk about that. Oh, sorry! Seriously, I don't think I've ever met any of my heroes. Like, anybody been like, I love this person. I meet them. You met one of my heroes. Best I got. That's true. But while Bash and Brad are talking, Brad's like, okay, I don't have a problem with you running around this ship, but this guy, indicating Senpai, is not going anywhere. Definitely got a problem with, with, uh, with, I almost made me say senpai, with Wolfwood. <laughs> God damn it, it's infectious. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is kind of a recurring thing. And when we are introduced inside, when they kind of walk around and look at the place, mm-hmm. uh, I know Bill probably gets a similar, probably got a zim- similar vibe, but it reminds me of Fallout and the, and the vaults, and especially the one from Fallout 4, where they completely had closed themselves off. 
and they didn't want people to come in. The one where like the little kid gets the rat poison right, and you right. can let him die or not or whatever. Absolutely. I didn't think of that first, mm-hmm. but as soon as you mentioned that, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. It's a vault. Yeah. The rest of the world's post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we have our own little utopian society. Nobody can come in. Yep. I was thinking more... Um, rad dudes. Yeah, rad dudes. We, rad haven't, dudes. we haven't mentioned rad dudes in a right, while. Right, right. I miss I, that. I, I, I want to play Vash now. Yes, I... That would be fun. Would watch that. Uh, make his they, wife look like Grim? Ooh. That sounds good. There you go. Actually. But yeah, when, they talk, when they're talking about two, you know... I always was thinking like the Amish, but with technology. But you guys had such a better analogy. Techno-Amish. Yeah. I mean, any sort of isolationist. Yeah, society sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, as uh, they're in the ship proper, the we're... The uh, things at you, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pull guns. Yeah. Okay. So, as they're in the ship proper, we are introduced to the painfully perky Jessica. <laughs> yeah, Jessica comes out. Little girl, not like little girl, but she's like... Probably, she's probably like seven, 16, 17. No, I'd say she's 18. younger than that. I'd they say maybe said like, that Vash has been gone, what, five years? Yeah. I thought and, it was 20. And she was, no, she was, he was gone five years off oh, okay. the, off the ship. Okay. Uh, and, and they she showed her like, as a little kid. Little which, kid. So yeah. she's probably like 12, maybe. I'm thinking maybe little kid version of her from when he was last there. I could see as old as nine. Yeah. So, yeah. so she could be 14. Yeah, I could see, yeah. That, that could be. But, oh my gosh, she is... Yeah, Jessica's kind of annoying, uh, and she throws herself at Vash, oh which is God. the best part, because she as is... she's running up, there's this adorable, hilarious scene where, like, Vash is kind of, like, staring, she's running with sparkle eyes, and the entire time, Steve, not not Steve, Brad, Brad. is behind, like, <laughs> looking all, right. like, happy to see her. And I, it just, yeah, you can I, tell he's gaga for her. Right. I love Vash's reaction when she first tackle hugs him. He goes, wow, I have a reputation of being easy, but I need a little bit of warning first. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I'm, I hate this character. Would you call her the Ropenmatsu of this show? Uh, she is no. like, she is a typical female character that people have reasons to hate anime about. She's loud, obnoxious, doesn't do anything, well. anything important, and is nothing more than but a the, mission objective. the difference here is that she's not a main character. Thank God. It's not like, you know, Millie and Meryl are running around acting like this. Yeah. So. She doesn't irritate me that much. I I just, every time I see her, I just like, I just... I get irritated by things. She doesn't irritate me that I want much. Her, I want her to disappear. Not die, just disappear. She's just some puppy love. Yeah, little, little, little girl, girl or kid, yeah. I don't love her as a character, but I like these scenes because of the reactions from Brad. Because Brad's death stare at one point, like where he's oh, kind of like yeah. towering behind him with like the 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 the, 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 the shadow eyes and the shadowed expressions. It was really fun. Yeah, I okay. As her as as a foil to Brad, especially Brad being this this gruff dickish character, to have her be around and you see a more vulnerable side to him. Okay, that's forgivable. Yeah. yeah. But any other time that you see her without Brad, I just. I want her to go away. So Vash ends up uh, heading off with the professor yeah, and I... leaves uh, Wolfwood alone with Brad and Jessica. <laughs> Before we get there, as they're walking away, they have the most odd conversation, which I don't understand exactly what it means. Oh, yeah. How's Max? Yeah, he says, hey, Vash, how's Max? Uh, is he well? And Vash says, oh, yeah, he's doing great. He has staring contests with forecast charts. Well, what? Well, he's well, a weatherman. Yeah, he is. Okay, he, he, but he's a still. meteorologist for the sit for that town. I know. So. It's just it was such we- weirdly worded. It was, it was very weirdly worded, but I mean that's all it is. Is I, I think it's fun. he's working. I think it's a fun reference. 
Uh, Doing a weird job. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Brad and Jessica, not Calvello. Not Calvello. Not not voiced by Jessica Calvello. No, actually, I couldn't find a reference to her voice actress. So you don't know it's not Jessica Calvello. It could be. It totally could. We should call her and ask her if she did some brief Let me me Skype her right now. Okay, maybe not a good idea. No, she's probably busy. I'm sure she is. Yeah. You know, she's busy with Minchie. She's busy working on Attack on Titan Season 2. Brad does do the exposition dump of the episode, mm-hmm. talking about how they don't trust the outsiders, that their warlike ways are destructive to them, and they make this place reek like gun smoke. Yeah. They're, yeah, just bringers of violence and death. So Wolfwood decides that he's going to make it smell like cigarette smoke and starts lighting up. We're going to come back later to, like, a pile of cigarette butts. Yeah, I, we... I prefer the smell of gun smoke to cigarette smoke. Yeah, me yeah, too. Well, we come right. back to Million Merrill. Wait. Yep. Really? What? What? Hi. You prefer the smell of gun smoke to cigarette smoke? I just don't like smoke? the smell of cigarette smoke. It's true. All those years I yes. smoked around him, he would always mockingly do the... <coughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. But I'm just saying that you also don't like guns, you, you, so I just can't definitely. imagine gun smoke back. That's a good smell. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so we cut back to the girls. Uh, they decide that they're going to go out in the storm and locate Vash. As they're about to uh, open the door, he gets blown away, and the brake card blows in. Ha ha! Welcome to the brake card. My name is Andy once again. Your host for this little, weird, little mini-segment. I want to let you guys know that the month of June last year, we launched the Questionable Endeavor Network. Yes, at questendnetwork.com, you can find all kinds of podcasts, articles, streams, and other goodies. Go ahead and head there right now and follow our Discord. Check out some other podcasts on our network. And to celebrate our one-year anniversary... We are going to be doing a series of crossover promotional episodes where people from one of your favorite shows will appear on another show on the network. So, for example, I just actually tonight recorded an episode of Pwn Stars with Will and Josh. So I'll be uh, kind of guesting on there talking about the history of Nintendo, and we had an absolute blast. So if you want to find where we are on other shows, keep tuned to the Questionable Never Network and listening to our show as we'll try to let you know who we'll have on our show and where our hosts are going to be going, uh, kind of doing some guest spots. Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon once again, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese for every new patron for the months of June, July, and I'll even extend it to August, I do believe. We're going to drop some bonus episodes, so that way you would get two episodes in a week when you subscribe and those are going to be on the main feed for everyone you get all kinds of bonus content we have like two more bonus episodes we need to post right now i'm gonna try to get to at least one of those this weekend and put it up on the patreon you get all kinds of other things like behind the scenes notes and updates and so on and so forth for for as little as one dollar so check that out once again patreon.com slash tuning japanese want to apologize for the lateness of this episode last couple of days i was Finishing up for the school year. Now we're back. I was editing this one. Well, we've only got six episodes left of Trigun. And after that, we've got some interesting surprises for you. So hopefully you are enjoying our reviews. And let us know what you think of them by sending us a message on Facebook, by leaving us a review on iTunes, so on and so forth. We love the feedback. It helps us become much better at our jobs. All right. That's all I got. Back to the show. (laughs) 
so we're back on the ship, and we see uh, Luanov's birds um, fall apart, and they decide well, to fall through some vents. Shitty technology, and, and, right? And duct work, and Poorly all made. sorts of stuff. <laughs> Poorly made must be made in China or America. No, 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 it was made in America. <laughs> I love the country we live in. Senpai is uh, being hated on by the inhabitants of the ship. They throw rocks at him. They tell him to go away. They don't like him. And, well, he pretty much tells him what for. He, pretty he much, tells him the truth. He's like, okay, eventually you're going to be on the surface, all right? Your you're going to run out of supplies. Your plant's going to die. Right. You're going to end up here. Yes. Deal with it. And everyone's like, no, of course not. No, we, we can fi- make this go on Arumph. indefinitely. Arumph. We have... We have a we have a donut plate. I uh, we didn't get a harumph out of that guy at all. Harumph. (laughs) Vash ends up talking to the professor, Doctor T.J. Eckelberg. You know what, elderly, (laughs) elderly Mister Clean. I'm just gonna call him elderly Mister Clean. Doctor Fong. Doctor Fong. There we go. Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. (laughs) (laughs) They they discuss uh, what's been going on, and uh, Vash starts talking about the events of what happened in Augusta. (laughs) Yes, Bill. Harley was Dr. Quinn. Actually, wasn't she still a student at the time? Ah. No, wait, it was Dr. Harleen Quinzilla. Well, there you go. Mind blown. Write that fan fiction, fans. Harley, Harley Quinn as Harley, Dr. Quinn. Harley Quinn, Quinn medicine woman. Oh, my God. I would totally watch <laughs> that Mr. show. Jay, this frontier justice <laughs> is just not good for us. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Make it. man. Vash discusses with the professor, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Fong. Uh, about what's been uh, going on in the events up in Augusta. Brad and the professor seem to have, well, intimate knowledge of the Mega Buster of Doom. Brah, I'm new Steve. All right, fine, the angel <laughs> arm. Whatever. Yeah, and- they make some veiled references about knives and, and the mm-hmm. fifth moon in July, and then finally Brad Steve is just like, yeah, your, your crazy arm and knives and why, why did you unleash the weapon like that? Shouldn't you be not doing that? You're as bad as knives. Exactly. I'm macho. Yeah. Which the doctor Ooh, yeah. manages to get bad off of him. Yeah, he, he, does, he, he talks him down. Yeah, he says, however, the only one who has been able to oppose knives, fight off his demons, and survive them is that gentle man you're holding by the neck. I like that line. That's a really good line. So, yeah, Brad storms off in a huff. Vash is like, okay, what's his deal? <laughs> Dr. Fong is like, well... That's because Jessica... Half the reason he hates you is because he confessed his love to Jess- Jessica the other day. And we get an amazing <laughs> animation scene. <laughs> of him just going, Jessica, and she goes, I'm going very fast. And he's like, duh! And it's great. It's crazy. It's really yeah. good. But we never know what the other half is. Maybe it's his recklessness or whatever. Something the fact like that, that his hero worship is is uh, a lie. Man, that was shitty timing though, for Vash to arrive just a couple days after yeah, after yeah. he got the after he got after Brad got told that she wants to marry Vash. Mm-hmm. That's rough. So the uh, professor begins talking to Vash, and he gives opens up a briefcase, and we get, and we get oh a new arm. Yeah. This one didn't have a gun, it looked like, Marcel though. Marcel Wallace's soul. Whoa. <laughs> did, did Marcel Wallace's soul is a left arm? Did, now you understand Pulp Fiction. I don't want to. Isn't... There's always been a back and forth discussion about what is actually... I know. So so his old, his old arm had a gun. I didn't see a gun built into this one. Do you think that he's not going to have the gun arm anymore? More on that later. Okay. But we do find out that this is where Vash got his prosthetic left arm. Yes. Because obviously it's 
been was blown off by knives. Well, and that this is where he got the other arm with the machine gun in it, so it's possible. But we cut to Jessica. Who is? God damn it! I know her voice is so annoying, but but the food looks really good. It really does. Uh, She's making Vash dinner, and she's going on about how she's in love. Yeah, she says, "She's look at me, look at me, I'm in love." While swinging around her arm, which Mm -hmm. is a callback, I think, very much like episode one of Excel Saga, Mm -hmm. when Excel is waving around like the traffic wand, the exact same manner, and screaming, and it just she reminds me a lot of Excel. But the more annoying, hated aspects of Excel, right? Um, when there's not no voic- such not, thing. When not voiced by Jessica there's no Cavella. Such, there's no such thing as bad Excel. Uh, sure. Well, except for the one that got right. killed. So, Good Excel! We, we cut to an <laughs> ominous hand, ominously poking out of an ominous air vent in an ominous manner. Today's word of the week is ominous. Uh, <laughs> ominous prime. Phenomenous. Hey, you know what I wrote? Synonymous. I'm, I'm not shitting no, you. No, Look no, at no, my no, note no. right here. <laughs> above, above where it says Wolfwood. I described it in my notes as ominous. There's a lot of ominous portents in this episode. Somebody's pissed about the people on the ship being a bunch of assholes when he Can't hears blame people them. screaming, gunshots, death noises, you know, the usual mayhem that goes on. Yeah, Bash is here, so usually that <laughs> he opens. He decides he needs to open the door with the Punisher cross. But not in a... The logical way. He, he uses it as a battering He ring. does use it as a battering ring. Yeah, and opens up to reveal dead bodies. Everywhere. He's, he's a, <laughs> that's a great song by Korn. I love Korn. Me too. It's live in Iowa. It's hard to get away from Oh, uh, yeah, right. true. Uh, you might so, call me a, ch- a child of the Korn. They filmed one of those here. It's yeah, true. yeah. Uh, at, at Lost Nation, I want to say they, they filmed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Wolfwood sees the dead bodies, and of course... Typically, the mob arrives just in time to believe that... Yeah, to make that, him an offer he can't refuse. No, to... No. <laughs> God damn it. I will grant you this one wish on the day of my daughter's wedding. Request. Whatever. Three wishes, I'm a genie now. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Your wish is granted. Now give me some of that ganoush there. I'm very hungry. <laughs> Vash? We yeah. got away to Vash. No, no, no. First, the mob shows up, and yeah. Brad believes that oh, Senpai yeah. did it. Don't ever ask me about my wishes. Vash and Dr. Fong are walking around. They Vash is commenting on the left arm, and then they arrive at Jessica's quarters. Yeah, and they find a really creepy present. Present! With the word KILL written in <laughs> red letters. And yeah, that was really subtle. Ominously. Yeah, it wasn't subtle, and it wasn't even that well thought out. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> kill. Maybe maybe the puppets aren't very right. creative in and their that, expression. And then we cut back to Brad, standing off against uh, Senpai. He's nervously holding his gun on Senpai, and he's said, no, I didn't do this. I didn't kill anyone like anyone would. When more people are being killed... Yeah, and Joseph we... dies. Who is jo- Joseph voiced by? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I wish he was laying off the Muppet Master. <gasps> I would love that so much. Right? <laughs> that right? would be pretty awesome. We do cut, though, to see Mr. Lerard <laughs> from the last episode. <laughs> and then Wolfwood guns him down. Well, you know. And, I mean, yeah, he pops open the Punisher cross. We see the actual machine gun configuration on, on the main stock. Yep. Leg. Sure. Leg. There we go. And, yeah, he guns it down. And Brad, Brad's reaction would probably be my reaction in that situation. Holy shit! 
As uh, Wolfwood decides to shoot down a couple of the flying birds. I think you identify the parts of the cross by what gets nailed to it. So, like, yeah, the leg and the arms and the head. Uh, is it? Is it? I think that makes sense. What? Wow. <laughs> Talking about, like, legs and... Legs would definitely be dark Wings meat. and chest. Right. Arms. Or know, not wings. Well, wings. And know. head. Guns them down. And then we get Luanoth uh, uh, dropping some very ominous... Yes. Uh, Dark, dis- doomy, descriptive adjectives about a wolf. Would saying that he's the you are the one you are the one who rings the black, black funeral bell. Chapel the boom, boom, boom. He takes out, uh, takes it out, takes out the puppet, and then more of the puppets fly down. He and takes those out. Jessica uses bait. Yep, Lonoff decides that you know this is pr- is this what Jessica's good for? Hostage fodder, really? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, that is what she's there for. Yeah, it does the whole, you know, goads, uh, goads Brad in into attempting to kill Wolfwood in exchange for Jessica's life. And Wolfwood's like, oh, geez, you're an idiot. Stop doing this. And then he brings up a very dark, uh, dark option, which is we ignore the girl's plight. We just walk away. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, but I know a guy. He's kind of crazy, does all this stuff, and he'll probably save her. And on cue. Vash shows up, guns down the puppets, and Jessica's safe. Yep, and we get a flashback. Uh, back to that scene with Rem and Vash in the room where they were looking at the flowers. Mm. And uh, they had that flower in the Beauty and the Beast sort of looking thing going on. And they talk about how the red flower, the geranium, it was what it was, uh, is symbolic for determination and courage. I like that part because it was very, very educational. They talk about symbolism. I liked it. So was, you like the language of flowers, do I, you? I love the language of flowers. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, no problem. I'm not going to bust you out for that one. But it's okay, Josh. Back to the fight. So, yeah, Vash and Wolfwood are then informed by Luanoff that puppets aren't the only members of the gung-ho guns on the ship. And we cut to two freaky individuals in the shadows. Yeah, and I forgot their names until we watched it today. And right. those two... Well, we're not really introduced to exactly not, We don't get are. their names yet. We'll so just I say guess they're we'll freaky. Talk of, they're just freaky-looking freaks. Well, well let's, let's try them a little bit. There was a guy with, like, really big feet and a really, like, weird flat head and, and strange head. Just eyes. a big dude that looks kind of like Grey oh, Juggernaut. Wait, yes, Grey Juggernaut. And then we've got Aldo Montoya, the Portuguese man of war. But he's got a giant shield. That's not what, um, that's not what geraniums mean in the language of flowers. I just oh. looked it up. Well, oh, what, okay. what, what, what if it's in your back left pocket? Wow. Here's a call back to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, right, part right. of the Questionable Endeavor Network, questendnetwork.com. It is folly or stupidity, gentility, ingenuity, melancholy, bridal favor, <laughs> unexpected meeting, expected meeting. <laughs> Wait a minute. They the language of flowers is being very, very confusing right now. Geranium means a million different they, things. They, they it just, means they the could, opposite. They could just other. make that meeting and be done with it. Right. Uh, preference and true friendship. All well, right. you know what? This is a different reality, and also the language of flowers isn't actually a thing. Oh well. And then we cut to the girls, and they're stuck in the storm. Wait a minute! Wouldn't Vash and Knives know all about the language of flowers? They're plant people. Wouldn't that be like how they would speak originally? Anyway. Red, red gerani- oh yeah, red geranium. According to Wicca beliefs, a red geranium. Of course, which is the most reliable source. A red geranium planted near the door will warn the occupants of approaching strangers by facing the directions of the strangers. They are also considered a protective flower that symbolizes good health. I think you'd figure out that doesn't work pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. 
But what's really cool about it is that it explains why he wears the red jacket. Right. Because we get some really cool sort of scenes where, like, we see the jacket kind of coming into view and close-ups of certain parts of it, and then the red color of the flower. And then Senpai goes, where did you get that jacket? <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, but then we cut to the girls. We do, and they're, they're ah! And we get a cliffhanger. Yeah. For a two-part episode. Almost literally, because the girls are holding on to, to pretty much a cliff. Or, yep. And yeah, we're we go to our end credits in the yep. next episode. I do not have the uh, this is episode twenty flying ship. Next week we have episode twenty one out of time. Out crashing of time. ship. Yep, crashing ship. Crashing <laughs> ship. So uh we need a bit of feedback, shall we? Alright. Josh, and so is your episode. Alright. I enjoyed this episode. Um it's it's a slower paced episode, but given the uh what we're about to see in the next episode, you needed this episode to kind of build up to the stakes. The ship is in danger, these people are in danger, and we kind of get the idea of why these people are around, what's going on, and just how bad things are could get should something happen to this ship. Mm-hmm. So, I like this episode because, granted, it's very minimal action, a lot of great comedy, some mm-hmm. good uh, animation, good voice work, but the, it's a good build-up to what will be a pretty fun, action-y episode next week. Okay. Bill, what's your thoughts on this episode? I'm right there with Josh, really. I mean, yeah, it was a little too much like, here's this person, here's this person. Kind of slow. But again, it's all set up for the shit going down next week. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one. I think that you get an opportunity. I didn't mind all the introduction to the characters. I feel like uh, it was kind of nice to to kind of show us a bridge between what we saw in the flashbacks with the seed ship versus, you know, what we've seen on the planet that there were not just, you know, not all these ships blew up. Some of them managed, like we have this one that managed to survive. I thought that was a cool idea. I like the characters for the most part. Um, I think that the inclusion of throwing in a couple more gung-ho guns to really up the ante is going to be really interesting next episode. The humor was really good. The interaction between the characters was really good. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I thought it was pretty good. So, pretty much, is this like top five material? I don't know if I go no. quite top road? five. I don't think I go that far Cer- with me. Certainly not. But it's it's still a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid B. I can't wait for the next next week's episode. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this next one is really good. Yeah. Right. And that next one is, again, episode 21, Out of Time. And speaking of Out of Time, I think we're about out of time. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three demons in their 30s talk about anime. And I'm no mere mortal. I'm Bill. I have staring contests with forecast charts. I'm Josh. (laughs) And I'm quite the pacifistic fool. I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I got a bonus episode idea. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, 
The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, Slasher Sanitarium, Own Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. fun but i'm sure glad he's back at least he hasn't changed he hasn't changed a bit